Warning, this episode contains foul language and has the potential to ruin your childhood. to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, scary, sticky, gross, and everything in between. Each week we grab one of our friends and we sit down to talk about something weird. This week we're going to chat about dolls. My goodness. Why are dolls (laughs) so creepy? Can a doll become possessed? Why is the horror movie industry obsessed with killer dolls? I'm Lauren and this is my lovely co-host Ashley. That's a clinkety-clink That's of her drink. That's a clinkety-clink. It's me. Hi. Hi. And today we are joined by our good friend, Scott Youngbauer. Hello. Hello, Scott. So excited to be here. He's oh. so excited to be here. Also known as Scott Young Farmer. Young Farmer. Youngbauer is German for young farmer. Young so. farmer. And I really enjoyed that fun fact. So yes, we I'm learned it 32 <laughs> seconds ago yes. and used it, and yes, we will indeed. always use it for the rest of time. So. Hey, weirdos, what's up? Hello, we made cocktails today. That was the clinkety-clink. Um, that was heard. the clinkety-clink. That's my new signature. Um, we've got some vodka. 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 <laughs> and a bottle of... And a bottle of two buck chuck if we get there. Two buck chuck if we get Which, there. Which, you know, we, we might. We might. It's a summer day. <laughs> it's hot as balls. Why not drink? and the living's easy. Oh. No. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Hi, Scott. How are you? Hello. Good. I am so excited. I remember when you put on Facebook looking for people to come on. Uh-huh. I think that, like, it was either, like, cult movies or I'm just, like, haunted dolls. Dolls. I, I This has been in the working for months. A long time. For months. And definitely, like, as a child, I was definitely one of those little kids that, like, played with dolls. And I've always been obsessed with, like, haunted dolls, porcelain haunted dolls, like, creepy-looking Barbies. So, let's well, go. Well, and you so have a kind of an amateur doll collection. Yes, yourself. I do. He brought some today. He did. Guess They're what? staring They're the at fucking us. best. Because I've turned into that weird middle-aged man that that collects that but collects dolls. They're collectible. They're, they're collectible right. dolls, and um, they're usually from movies or TV. And I actually brought some with me today. Yes, I brought pictures. Tell I, us about. Them. I broke into uh, Fox Mulder, Fox Mulder, and Dana Scully today. I literally took them out of the box this Just morning. Just for this. Because just I was just figured moment. they're doing nothing in the box. Like, they're stuffed in the closet, so I'm going to take them out and take display them. Take them out this special occasion. I'm never going to sell them, so I'm just going to break them out. But, and, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, the best part about the dolls, what you said earlier, is that it's really just Barbie and Ken cosplay. Yes. yes. It's like, it, the, like, <laughs> like, they don't look, they don't they, look anything the like The male doll doesn't really look like David Duchovny at all. At all. Barbie still has the Barbie face, yeah, but she yeah. has the but chic. But she does have Dana Scully hair. She has that Dana. She has the chic phenomenal. Dana Scully like soccer mom bob with this with this like really cute wrap like <laughs> trench. And I had just rewatched Fight for the Future, and it's a very 
on point look because she you? wears yes. that exact thing. They in the look movie. perfect, and they're wearing little badges. They have little tiny FBI badges. Yep. Is so she cute. positioned to look like she's kind of running? Yeah, that's, that's what, what that, that's what we figured because okay. she. I was, I was like, having, she's in a strut. Yeah, so she's like <laughs> she's in a strut. Um, they're going to be watching over us as we talk about dolls in the podcast. Yes, yeah, so so. they're just going to make sure that nothing happens to Super us. Super cool. Or if X-Files something happens to Barbie. us, they can investigate it later. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for being there for of us. Of course. <laughs> yeah, they look awesome. Um, so you collect, like, other movie memorabilia. What's your favorite doll that you have? Um, I was given a, uh, a Jason Priestley doll from 902 and L. Oh, I love it. My I love it. Uh, that one That's I actually phenomenal. can't take out of the box just because I think the box is so rad and just so 90s that I, I can't do it. That's the thing. So, Sometimes yeah. the casing they're in looks so, so cool. Or I don't even want to move um, you. Other ones. Pete got me, Pete, my husband, uh, got me in a an Ahura Barbie for Christmas. I have a Charlie's Angels Drew Barrymore Barbie that straight up looks like Kathy Griffin. Oh, <laughs> she has That's like hilarious. Kathy Griffin hair. Is it? It's I love red, that one. It's red. She was, oh yeah, and did she have red hair in both movies? Yeah, they wear so many wigs. It's hard to and, remember. And <laughs> yes. What's her name in Charlie's Angels? I'm like, it's uh, who? Cameron Diaz? No, no. Drew. Or what's Drew's oh, character's oh. name? Uh, I'm doing like the podcast oh. blank now. It's yeah, uh, we do this. Guess all what? Podcast blank. Last of the days. Last oh. week we couldn't think of Linda Blair, which yeah. is what a I've never been more shame. disappointed. We were both looking. I was listening. Like, I was listening in the laundry mat, like being like Linda Blair, Linda Blair, it's Linda Blair. It's Linda Blair. How do you oh, not know this? Trust yeah. me, I think that's what all of our listeners do when we're blanking on the most famous people ever. We always brain fart on super famous people. Yeah, it's we're like looking at each other. Like, oh, you know, like people. the that guy that like hosts that show. Oh yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, like it's always just like someone <laughs> super famous. But anyway. Yeah, so I mean, they're just kind of pop culture Barbies. I have a few Disney ones, so I need to get myself a hutch. I need to display them. You do. Everyone should have a good hutch. (laughs) A good doll hutch. Lesson number one for episode uh, 25 of Keep It Weird. Everyone needs a good hutch. Good hutch, everybody. (laughs) Uh, um, Okay, so before we get into our... Is Dylan her name? It's Dylan. Yeah, it's Dylan. No, it's Dylan. It's Dylan, Alex, and... um, Oh! Oh, now I can't think of Cammy DS now. Well, it's got to be a boy's name, right? You would think. It's Dylan, Alex, and... Um... Sweetie Pie. <laughs> we might have to look this up. We'll, we'll look it up later. Okay, Actually, but anyway, I hope Dylan it just comes to you in like 20 minutes. And when just I shout it like I did with yeah. Dylan. Just be rude <laughs> and interrupt like I was. Before we get into our conversation <laughs> on dolls today, we are going to go into our news segment. This Week in Weird. Weird. Yours sounded like an angry cat. Yeah. Just like, a little. Like a cat yowl. Yeah. It did a little bit. Yeah. Okay, Penny's getting upset. We'll move on. Also, um, I have a story to add today. Ooh, I usually tell you beforehand and I forgot. No, you can go okay. first if you want. Well, I have one that's appropriate for today's episode. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Go ahead. Okay. So I found a, a gorgeous five-bedroom house listed on har.com, H-A-R.com, and it has everything a person could want in a home. This Richmond, Texas house has a family room, a study, an art studio, a game room, a trophy room, pool, outdoor kitchen, fabulous indoor kitchen, Ooh. and a garage apartment. Most importantly, there's plenty of room to store your disturbing doll and figurine collection. At least that's what the photos are suggesting because there's literally dolls and mannequins everywhere all oh, over I this love house. It. It's Shut a fucking yes. nightmare. Every picture. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so when you pull up to the house, a mannequin greets you at the front gate. <laughs> 
Perfect. There's a picture of the living room with the description, the dental molding is a work of art. There are also built-in shelves on two walls. The room also has beautiful hardwood floors, but they don't mention this super creepy life-size doll positioned next to a Christmas tree that looks like she's hanging ornaments. <laughs> no. It's like not mentioned at all. I don't understand why it's why? There. So wait a minute. Somebody it's just it's just it. in the listing and you have to read between the lines of like <laughs> yeah. what's, what's in the pictures. What's and happening. That's... The study, uh, which doubles as a library, has bookshelves like lining the walls. First of all, this house is gorgeous. It has a mannequin child hanging from the ceiling by her feet. It Why? looks like she's running like the I, ceiling. I, I just picture Barbara Hershey's house from Insidious. <laughs> kind when of. I think of yes, this house. It, that's exactly what it is. It also the game room has a mannequin boy on a bicycle, also hanging upside down from the ceiling. What, what Why? is happening? Why would you do that? Tell us more, people. There's a butler mannequin in the dining room, a maid mannequin in one of the bathrooms, two mannequins in one of the bedrooms that look like they're watching TV. And a strange cowboy mannequin sitting at the counter attached to the kitchen. I assume that when the new owners move in, the place will most likely be empty. So, you know, you can bring your own weird life-size mannequins into this apartment. But, like... Bring your own. It's so strange. Like... That's so bizarre. It almost seemed like they set up mannequins. uh, Except for the ones hanging from the ceiling, which are just insane. It almost seemed like they set up mannequins to be like, this is what you do in a dining room. It's like, no, 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 no. We know what we do in a dining room. Like, like we don't need the instructions. Like, 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 you're you're like straight the up Home Alone yeah. Yeah. style. Showering and dancing, doing the most. So, what area of the city is this? Uh, It's it's, it's said Richmond. Wait, hold on. It's Texas. Richmond, Texas. I was like, like, can we do a drive by? I was just going to say, we are leaving immediately. What? I don't understand. The pictures were so strange. I'll have to show you guys. It was unsettling. You have a dolphin? Yes. And when you said, oh, it's fitting for today, I was like, damn it. Um, no, mine is just about dolls specifically. Um, so a couple went on a daytime television show that's aired in the UK called This Morning. Okay. And they went on to talk about some dolls that they had purchased. So a woman named Debbie Merrick, age 50, bought three China dolls for very cheap at a secondhand shop, only to find that one of the figures wreaked havoc in her family home. There were mysterious scratches found on her husband's leg. The fire alarm sporadically going off in the house. And Debbie said she specifically has been tormented many times by the toy. So they were brought on to the show this morning and hosts Ruth and Iman, I believe is how you pronounce it, remained super skeptical. They were trying to stifle their laughter. And even viewers were tweeting in because you can live tweet along with the show. They were tweeting in saying, this is bullshit. This is all crazy. But then all of a sudden during the interview, the chair holding the doll began to rock back and forth. (laughs) What? (laughs) And again, the hosts still weren't buying it. They were looking at them. Iman and Ruth were both like, okay, like you probably have this rigged, blah, blah, blah. Twitter users were going back and forth. Some were like, is anyone else seeing the chair rocking with the doll? Is anyone else seeing this full on panicking? While other people saying, this is bullshit, this was rigged beforehand, blah, blah, blah. So, no one is sure if the couple came prepared with their own rigging, or if the chair was actually rocking, but there's a little video clip. You guys can go on and find it if you just Google, this morning, haunted doll. Um, And there's a little clip of the doll rocking back and forth on its own. It doesn't look like there's any strings attached. You guys can see it's like this little, almost like Marie Antoinette looking little doll, hanging out in the chair, and it just started 
rocking back and forth on I love own. this. So, my doll is possessed and attacked my husband. Yeah, that's the little quote that they put <laughs> as the, as the, the headline. Yeah. Can you imagine changing the channel and being like, what the hell? <laughs> and yeah, another banner was, my doll removed its own necklace. So apparently <laughs> oh. the doll is doing crazy shit. Who knows if it's real or not? The hosts of the show were laughing in their face, but I just thought that was interesting because it literally aired yesterday. So I was like, how timely? But... Who knows? Could be a crazy bitch doll that rocks back and forth in her rocker. Could be. I Could have, be. I have another doll thing, but it's kind of serious, and I don't know if you guys want to get serious right now. Let's get serious right now. Okay, okay. if you want to get serious, if you guys want to get enraged. So, oh the next one's pretty fucked up, and I hate everything about it. A <laughs> company called True Companion that specializes in producing sex dolls, which is already gross, sorry has been getting a lot of negative attention lately for releasing a sex robot that includes settings which allow men to simulate rape. <gasps> oh, You're no. kidding. This is the ninth edition of the company's sex robots, and she's called Roxy, with three X's, naturally. Of course. And mm-hmm. she includes five settings with different names. Wild Wendy, Mature Martha, S&M Susan, Young Yoko, and Frigid Farah. Roxy Ugh. sells for about $10,000. She's extremely realistic, life-size, and her physical appearance can be customized. We've all seen Lars and the Real Girl. We know how it works. Mm-hmm. They can also interact with humans, hold a basic conversation, and do 50 different sex positions, Ugh. which we're already verging on, like, Terminator territory yeah. here. Like, I don't right. want a robot that can have a conversation with me. It's getting too real. But obviously the most alarming part is that two of the robot settings allows the owner to simulate rape or sex with a young girl. Frigid Farah is described as being reserved and shy and is programmed to resist when you touch her. And young Yoko is described as being oh so young, barely 18, and waiting for you to teach her. No. no. Ooh. This is disgusting. Oof. The Holy type of men that are, that are dropping, how much are they? $10,000. $10,000 in these dolls. For the basic you know probably, people are dropping this they're money. They're probably pretty, like, fucked in the head. Yeah, yes. they're probably yeah. not, you know. These are the same people that are going to come out firing and Firing on all cylinders. Everyone. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that the company's trying to defend themselves and saying, like, oh, well, this could help, you know, rapists not rape. And, of if course, everyone's like, uh, how about they just don't rape? rape? How about, like, that's what they do yeah. instead of, like, raping, raping other things? Adult. Like, how about you just, like, just cut it out, cut it all out? Just, yeah. like, don't do any Please of it. Don't. Uh, Laura Bates, the founder of Everyday Sexism, wrote a powerful op-ed for the New York Times on this company and their new, quote, companion. She believes that the Roxy doll could encourage rape and pedophilia. She explains that the sex dolls encourage and perpetrate, or perpetuate, sorry, rape culture, and she thinks that the company's claims that the robots would actually prevent potential rapists from raping real women is absurd. She says we should no more be encouraging rapists to find a supposedly safe outlet for rape than we should facilitate murderers by giving them realistic blood-spurting dummies to stab. Since that suggestion sounds ridiculous, why does the idea of providing sexual abusers with lifelike robotic victims sound feasible to anybody? Amen. Sure. Yeah. The doll suggests that male violence against women is innate and inevitable and can only be mitigated, not prevented. It's not only insulting to a vast majority of men, but it also entirely shifts the responsibility for dealing with these crimes to the victims. Which creates even more impunity for, like, the perpetrators. Yeah, 100%. 
Basically, Wowza. True Companion. Also, I found out it's not the only company that's doing this now. Oh, like, this is that. just like they've they've been in the news because they just released this new sex doll, and it's like everyone's talking about it, and people are outraged. But I found out there's like several sex doll companies that create doll mm-hmm. sex robots that can simulate rape, and that's really disgusting, and I hate it. It's crazy because the show Westworld came out last year, and I love it, and I watch it, but everyone watches the show thinking this is so far-fetched, which is why I enjoy it because it's on television, but these dolls sound exactly like Westworld is trying to do because the whole point of Westworld, the theme park, is for people to go and carry out their carnal desires of raping women or shooting people, and it's like these sex dolls are doing exactly that, so we are not far from Westworld. It's literally happening, yeah. which is horrifying. And in Westworld, you know, they're artificial intelligence, so those right. robots actually have intelligence. As far as we know, these do not. Yes. If they no, do, no, what sure. a leap for mankind. Yeah. Um, but Holy bucket. It's still really gross. Anyways, Ew. I searched dolls, and, like, that came up, and I was like, I don't know. I'll talk about it, because I'm enraged. Hey, sometimes uh, we have to bring up yeah, the dark truths of yeah. our world. That's what's um, happening. It's awful. And then I have one more, which I labeled Sunfish Funfish. Cool. I'm in. I just thought it was really fun. Uh, for the first time in 130 years, researchers have discovered a new species of sunfish that has escaped taxonomy records for almost three centuries. The bizarre new species has been named the Hoodwinker Sunfish because it, it took so long to find. Oh. It hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Wow, wow. Um, has been found in the cold waters of New Zealand, southern Chile, South Africa, and the southeast coast of Australia. Now, here's the thing. This thing isn't like a tiny little fishy or a speck of dust in the ocean. This thing is fucking enormous. Yeah, because usually uh, sunfishes are like... Yeah, it looks like a giant pancake. They're yeah. officially oh. the heaviest bony fish in the world. They can weigh wow. up to two tons and reach three meters in length. This is why the ocean is fucking scary. It's horrifying, yeah. as I've said many a time on this podcast. Yeah. It's awful, and I hate that that exists. Well, they're saying the reason they haven't been able to identify this new species in over 130 years is because sunfish are notoriously hard to track down thanks to their solitary nature and preference for living in the hard-to-reach depths of the ocean. So we're here to go on record once again saying, we don't know what the fuck is down there. Nope. We know nothing. Nope. at the bottom. We have so much more exploring Or in to the do. middle. No one's been there. My gosh, I still just imagine that there's just a giant squid that, like, giant, more giant than has already been discovered, just waiting to Get you eat specifically. us all. Eat me sure. is what <laughs> yeah. I believe. Um, I I also saw, and I don't, I can't give you specifics because I don't have the article in front of me, but I saw recently, um, very close, was it in Texas? I want to say it was like right off the coast, uh, in Texas somewhere, a kid went out on like a boat and a great white shark took like a huge bite out of it. Did you see that anywhere? Nope. Nope. I try to avoid ocean stories. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't go in the ocean, so I'm totally fine reading about ocean stories because I just avoid it. I don't even like being on the beach. I mean, the beach can be annoying because you get sand in your shorts and in your armpits and in your everywhere. So I understand that. Wink. (laughs) Wink, wink. Right up in your... Wink. If my husband wasn't so obsessed with the ocean, I wouldn't go as much either, but he's like a little fish and always drags me there to go swimming, and then I get attacked by a wave, and my whole life flashes before my eyes. Yeah, you're real rude. scared yep. of the sea monsters, though. I, am, I love I love I going to the ocean, but I can only go waist deep. I can only, like... <laughs> that, and that's a safe space. I can only be. go waist deep, because yeah, I'm afraid space. of getting... 
brought under by the undertow. Yeah, it's I can a safe get, spot to yeah. be. I can yeah. go waist deep, and then maybe if a wave comes up to like the boobs, right? It gives you a little splash. A little splash, That's all splash right. on the chest, and then like then I'm your gut, and then I cut put, it. Yeah, I'm I retire. I retire. retire. <laughs> um, that was this week in weird. Yay! Yay. News. Weird, 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 weird. Um, weird. so today we're talking about dolls. Yes. Uh, dolls. Dolls. So. We're going to go over a little bit of the history of dolls as well. Wooden paddle dolls are one of the oldest dolls that have ever been found. They were discovered in an ancient Egyptian tomb that date back to 2000 BC. Their purpose wasn't entirely clear. They were made from wooden paddles and human hair, which like, cool. Great. Great. Wonderful. (laughs) Some of the earliest prehistoric dolls found were made of bone, which is not unsettling at all. Ancient Greek dolls with articulate limbs date from 200 BC, and documents from 100 BC show dolls as children's toys. So they've been used, dolls have been used as like children's toys, as, you know, they've been used in like rituals, mm-hmm. religious and otherwise. They've been used, like, once they turned into like porcelain dolls, they weren't necessarily, they were like decorative items. Mm-hmm. They dolls for a while too were basically just used to showcase the clothes that the dolls were wearing. Like mm-hmm. in the Victorian yeah. times, they it's would literally just make like tiny little Victorian doll dresses, and it was like, well, we need we something need to put this on, yeah. and then they would put it on like a porcelain doll. Uh, Romans made dolls from clay, wood, ivory, and rags. They were found in children's graves, dressed in the latest fashions. Newlywed Greek and Roman girls would give their dolls to goddess. Some dolls had multiple roles. They, uh, like I said, they were children's playthings, but they would also participate in rituals or used in children's education. Nowadays, we also have dolls to use in, like, educational purposes. I know they use them in, like, sex ed and stuff like that. CPR classes. CPR classes. That's technically a doll. Some dolls were never, ever given to children because it was believed that they were too charged with magical powers. Mm, So look at that. African dolls were methods of education, messengers of gods and ancestors, and ritual tools. Uh, Japanese traditional dolls had multiple roles and were also used as toys for protection and in religious ceremonies. I thought this was kind of creepy. I mean, it's not creepy, but it's just the image is very creepy. Mm-hmm. In North, early North America, apple dolls were, were made, which were dolls that had heads that were made from dried up apples. I remember making apple dolls when I was really? a kid. Really? Yeah, that was a big thing. But yeah, it was. Oh, I think wow. it was big when I was a kid in like the early 90s was to make apple head dolls. Where are you really? from? Montana. Okay. I yeah. was just, that didn't Montana. tell me anything. Yeah. I was just like, maybe mm-hmm. where you're from will give yeah. me information. Mm-hmm. No, I drew no Interesting. Well, yeah. I remember the, uh, uh, Cornhusk dolls. Yes. Sure. That's a Midwest thing. We I was going to say, that dolls. absolutely happened. Which don't look like dolls at all. They look nope. like corn. They just look so. like corn, but maybe in a little <laughs> suit. <laughs> corn in I, a suit. Yeah, don't really Nope, uh, not a like doll. <laughs> puppets, hand puppets, marionettes, mm-hmm. ventriloquist dolls came around eventually. Mm-hmm. Those were used mm-hmm. specifically for show. Very Fun like, doll facts. Mm-hmm. For what? Oh, it's like very like vaudeville. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love, uh, I used to have a bunch of marionettes that I really loved. Marionettes until are fun. I did not. Oh. Until I was like, absolutely not. Why They're would anyone creepy have looking. this? Yeah. Yeah. Marionettes are the creepiest yeah. of all This goes dolls. into trash can yes. now. Um, why did I Sorry, ever I said have that this like in a robot? my room? 
The first toy advertised on television was Mr. Potato Head. Mm. I thought that was a fun fact. That's I like interesting. That. Um, the first series of Mr. Potato Head dolls was just the mouth, eye, and nose pieces, and the customer oh. had to buy real potatoes. Too. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. It was just the pieces. So you actually decorate a yeah. potato. So it was, I was actually like that more. Get creative, kids. Yeah. Go find a big potato. If you have plenty of potatoes, like sure, sure. the Irish might not appreciate that. The largest <laughs> number in one Russian nesting doll set was seventy-two. <laughs> Can you imagine what? Russian nesting dolls mm-hmm. are the dolls that are like. The tiny doll goes in the other doll that goes inside the other yeah. doll, and the dolls get bigger and bigger We had a couple bigger. of those in my house mm-hmm. growing up. I feel like my grandma had a couple. They were definitely not, like, the Russian, traditional Russian, like, design, but mm-hmm. she had different, like, I remember one was, like, it looked like a cookie jar, and then you open it up, and there's another cookie another jar, inside. and then there's another cookie jar, and then there would be, like, one cookie in the jar, and it was kind of a joke, but it was also kind of the worst. Kind of the worst thing. <laughs> kind sure. of the worst. Why would no. you do I that? enjoyed finding the sizes, though, and who fit in who. Like, I remember mm-hmm. having a great time with yeah. those dolls. And the last one's usually a solid, like, baby. I know, and that's why it's cute. Yeah. A little yeah. babe inside, like, the so little mama. Yeah. Certainly not the creepiest doll. No. No. So I read a really interesting piece in the Smithsonian, uh, on the Smithsonian website, that tried to explain why we find dolls so creepy. And first they went on to describe the feeling of, quote, creepy. They explained that feelings of fright or terror cause you to scream and run away, cause you, like, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> feelings of disgust make you feel sick, disgusted, grossed out. Right. But creepiness is kind of a general feeling of, like, unease and uncertainty. So if something's creepy, it might be dangerous, but you're not sure if it is. Mm-hmm. So it's that, like, ambivalence of, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel right now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Being creeped out makes you, like, hyper vigilant. It focus your, focuses your attention, helps you process any relevant information to help you decide whether or not there's something to be afraid of okay. in the room. So human survival over countless generations depended on the avoidance of threats. And dolls inhabit this area of uncertainty largely because they look human, Mm -hmm. but they are not. So our brains are designed to read faces for important information about, like, intentions, emotions, threats. We talked about this on another episode. Uh, I think it was the Father, Son, the Holy Kelly. People seeing, like, Jesus in a piece of toast. Right. Or, like, Mm -hmm. an evil face on, like, a wood panel wall. Like, our brains are designed to see faces in everything. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Mm -hmm. back in the day, we had to register faces and decide whether or not it was, like, enemy or, you know, friend or foe. So, however much we know that a doll is not a threat, seeing a face that looks human but isn't unsettles our most basic instincts. That makes Which is so fascinating. So, have you guys heard of the Uncanny Valley theory? No. Uh Uh-uh. The Uncanny Valley refers to, this is more artificial intelligent, but it refers to the idea that humans react favorably to humanoid figures until a point at which these figures become too human. Sure. So, this has been studied a lot in the science of artificial intelligence and robotics. Most subjects are okay with the robots when they're human-ish, but very obviously a machine. But when they become a little too human, like they have facial tics or like, you know, you can register emotion on their face as opposed to just talking, the subjects begin to like reject. Totally. Like they don't want it. (laughs) Get out of here. The same thing seems to happen with dolls. Like before the 18th and 19th centuries, 
dolls weren't real enough to be threatening. Mm-hmm. It was only when they began to look too human did dolls start to become, like, creepy, uncanny, psychologically, like, disturbing. This all is so understandable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, some doll makers it. blame Hollywood for the creepy doll stigma. Sure. Uh, but the doll was creepy well before Hollywood got a hold of the idea. There was a story published in 1816 by E.T.A. Hoffman called The Sandman, in which a traumatized young man discovers the object of his affections is actually a clever wind-up doll, the work of a sinister alchemist who may or may not have murdered his father, and it eventually drives him mad. Good. The first evil, uh, ever evil doll on screen seems to be The Devil Doll in 1936, directed by Todd Browning, who also made Dracula. Nice. As about a man who is wrongly convicted of murder, who tur- who turns two humans into doll-sized assassins to wreak his revenge on the men who framed him. And then, do you guys remember Talkie Tina? Yes. yes. Isn't that on, <laughs> on uh, like Twilight, Twilight Zone? Zone? Sure. Yes. Yeah. There was a really uh, good Simpsons. Yes, there was a really good Simpsons. Is. There's more yes. of it. Talkie Tina in uh, Twilight Zone then, uh-huh. of course. Evil Clam Doll from Poltergeist. And of Yikes. course, like, My the Buddy clown. Doll Child's Play, etc., but uh, according to stats, Hollywood has not ruined the doll industry at all. If anything, it's helped it. Regular old doll sales have only risen and risen over the years, and a lot of doll makers are now actively creating creepy dolls, like the Monster Babies and Living Dead dolls. Oh, yeah, people the, buy that forever. Yeah, the same mechanism that keeps us hyper vigilant when we're creeped out also keeps us interested. Mm-hmm. So. Probably sense. not going to see a decline in like killer doll movies anytime. No, nope. I 100% <laughs> believe that. Yeah, they can capitalize on that forever. So what do we, the fear of dolls was called what? Pediophobia. Pediophobia, the fear of dolls, yeah. yeah. And that's like a true, dolls. true fear that's a, where yeah, you that's like cannot like, even ew, be around like them. Yeah, because yeah. I would say I fall in the camp as most do of just feeling a little off. Like yeah. I see a doll and, I mean, if it's an American Girl doll, I'll probably be perfectly fine. I'll be like, sweet, I had an American Girl doll when I was little. That's adorable. But certain dolls have a scary look to them. Uh-huh. That's unsettling. So I feel like I fall in that camp. But the phobia is truly people cannot be in the same room as a doll. Yeah. They run. Mm-hmm. They hide. It's it's the terror. It's the, yeah. Disgust, There's a couple too. other things, too. I don't know what it's called. Uh, well, first of all, there is a fetish, a doll fetish called oh, yeah. pedophile. Very close. So, pedophilia. Yeah. Not to be confused with pedophile. Yeah. Pedia. So, yeah, it's uh, it's mostly men and some women have a sexual attraction to dolls, specifically, like, traditional dolls, not, like, So, it's sex not dolls. a blow-up doll. No. Okay. And gross. Yeah. There's another fetish called uh, agalmatophilia. Anyways, that's the sexual attraction to, like, statues, mannequins, blow-up dolls, <laughs> sex dolls. But pedophilia is attraction to traditional dolls like baby dolls what or even imagining their partner as a baby doll which sounds super disturbing and disgusting but um all of almost all of the pedophiles have absolutely no sexual attraction to actual children it's just the doll so that was what was going through my interesting so it probably Hmm. stems from an early sexual experience when they were still developing with a Something with a yeah. doll. And the brain got halted there. And... But there's also another thing, and I don't know if there's a name for it, of people loving dolls as if they were people. 
Like having an actual, sure. so it's not a sexual fetish, yeah. but it's like an actual, um, like human-like connection so with like, a I'm dog. I'm sure that I've seen some segment on like Jenny Jones or like, yeah, or, it's like, or like Sally Jesse Raphael where they talk yeah, about this. Exactly. Real, right? I always think of the episode of Thirty Rock that James Franco guest stars on. I don't yeah. know if you've seen it, where he's in love with a giant pillow named yeah. like. Oh, Kiyoko yes. or something yeah. and he's in love with her and obviously that's a comedy show but every time I'm watching that I'm like I know these people yeah. exist and did you see the movie Boy right? the boy uh yes okay so I... that's like kind of an example uh, of yes. course there's a huge twist that makes it not quite the example right. but it's kind I... of the example where you take care I thought of something have... thought it was really funny would you would you would you do would like... you stay would you stay <laughs> like Pete and I have discussed this I don't know. I think I would stay. I don't know. She if was you're getting paid a lot of money to treat this boy, I don't know. If, I don't know if the like the listeners know what the oh, premise yes, yeah. of so the premise of the boy the is. Boy. Is that there is this old couple that um, are looking for help, and this woman, uh, and she's from Montana. I think that's hey, interesting. Montana. She's, she's running from Montana, and she she's ends up in the UK, and she uh, she answers an ad for this older couple looking for a caregiver. For this boy. Mm-hmm. And they treat this boy like their son. Mm-hmm. Like you have to you have to wake him up in the morning. You, you have, have to, to light a candle at a certain amount. Actually, time this was the movie yes. we were just talking about mm-hmm. last week. Okay, I was yes. like, this is but all sounding too the familiar. the boy, she gets there. Mm-hmm. It's a freaking it's a doll, doll. It's a doll, ladies and gents. Yes. <laughs> but they talk to it like it's a, alive. And, you're and not they supposed... treat it like it's alive. Yeah. And, and, you know, he... Anyways, that's a And real if you thing. break the rules... Uh, what's his name? Up? It's uh, yeah, but that movie has a twist, so this doesn't necessarily it doesn't relate necessarily to like thinking a doll. Yes. It's a it's a fun idea. it's a fun twist on the evil yes, doll movie. Yes, yes, that's yes, what I appreciate yeah, about it. It is because it goes it. it takes a direction of like the people under the stairs, which I love. Yes, yes. yeah. When we exactly. were talking about last week, that was exactly what I thought, and so I think the twist makes it different. But one hundred percent, I think that's people are out there that. treating mm-hmm. dolls. Well, they actually sure. make these things called. Reborns? Have you heard of these? Oh, no. Okay, so buckle up. I'm nervous. Put on your seatbelts. Oh, I'm sure. I think, yeah, yeah. I think so I've heard about this. They're yeah. designed to look as lifelike as possible. Mm-mm. They're custom-crafted infant dolls that the artists and makers claim, quote, you can love forever. Yeah. So, ew. Which is already <laughs> creepy, but some of them even have heartbeats, breathing Why? motions, yeah. and cooing. So they're like dolls designed... I think what happened, like their their initial market was for women who have lost children. Yeah, and they or, create or can't these, have children, can't have so children, they need they some sort of these, a boy. Yeah, or yeah. actually, I read a story well, I about that. I read a story about a, a woman who was she was like forty five. She had Down syndrome, mm. and she mm-hmm. always wanted a baby. So yeah. this doll maker created her uh, one of the first reborns, and it's it simulates it's it looks like a baby, it moves like a baby, it breathes like it's very and very for lifelike. That reason, the I problem that. is when you have an unhealthy relationship yes. with it. When it's like you replace other connection, human mm-hmm. connection in your life, with this connection that you have right. with a plastic baby doll. That's when it goes to the dark yeah. side a wee bit. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I like the initial reason that it yes. was invented. That's yeah. actually yeah. wonderful. But nope. But then people, so everything gets abused, it seems like. <laughs> everything My gets mind. out of hand. A little so, out of hand. So, um, another kind of doll that many of you probably know about is the 
Voodoo. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Voodoo dolls, for anyone that doesn't know, are dolls that are created in the likeness of a living, breathing human. And the idea is that you stick pins into the doll or create pain for the doll in some way. Some people have even taken matches, yeah, fire to the doll. It. You can literally do whatever to it. And using a magic spell upon the doll with whatever pain you're inflicting, the person that the doll is modeled after will supposedly feel that same pain. Mm -hmm. And you can put curses on people. There are all kinds of things that you can do to your voodoo doll. They're usually made out of cloth. They're super creepy looking because they never truly look like the person. Nope. They They end up just looking horrifying. Um, But I wanted to talk a little bit about voodoo, the religion, before we dive in, just so people can understand that. Voodoo dolls actually don't directly come from the voodoo religion. Their association came later. So I just kind of wanted to spell that part out first, and then we can talk about more creepy dolls. But (laughs) voodoo is a religion most notably practiced in Haiti and Louisiana. Um, New Orleans voodoo or Louisiana voodoo, both nicknames for it, is the one that we most know here in the good old USA. And it's a combination of cultural and spiritual belief systems strongly influenced by ancient voodoo religion of Africa, voodoo religion of Haiti, the healing arts of Native American people, the folk magic of Europe with just a little bit of Catholicism sprinkled in. Just a little dash. A little sprinkle sprinkle of Catholicism. Sprinkle of the Catholics in there. Voodoo is culture, heritage, art, dance, language, medicine, justice, power, storytelling, and ritual all bundled into one. It's a way of looking at and dealing with life. It heals and destroys, is both good and bad, and is simple in concept, but complex in practice. Voodoo reflects the duality of the nature of the rattlesnake, is the best association as most voodoo websites will tell you. Its poison is toxic, but its poison is needed to heal that same toxin, is the best relation that voodoo practitioners use. Voodoo is open to all, but it holds many secrets and mysteries to those who are uninitiated. Um, The word voodoo actually means spirit of God. Voodoo believers accept the existence of one God, below which are powerful spirits referred to as Loa. These spirits are responsible for your daily life, any matters in your life like family, love, money, happiness, revenge, anything. The spirits will help you with that. It's sort of like having saints. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Which is like why the Catholicism comes in. Yes. God does not interfere in your daily life by their belief, but you can summon the spirits and use them in your practices. Um, Voodoo, unfortunately, has its roots in the trauma of many people because it originated when African ancestors who were brought to the Caribbean in bondage um, first were being murdered in an attempt to enslave them during colonization. Christopher Columbus was, you know, involved in some of this. Not the best dude. Not the best. (laughs) Um, But the slave population was actually able to come together by their shared beliefs, and they began to practice what we know as voodoo today together. Catholics and Protestants back in the day believed it was Satanism, and they banished any voodoo practices. So a big underground voodoo practice took place for many years before it was finally accepted. Catholics deemed it okay, thanks a lot, and is now accepted as a religion today. The voodoo dolls, however, now to get to the point, they're not even really a part of the original religion of voodoo as we know it. Uh, It's unclear where the connection came from, but speculation is that because Um, slaves who supposedly were practicing voodoo were making dolls and sticking pins in them as a way to intimidate their owners at times. It was their way of self-defense. Or if they knew that their owner was slightly superstitious, they would use that and say, like, It was "Mm -hmm, almost like a psychosomatic thing. They were like, this doll is you, I'm hurting it. And the 
owner would just be like, oh my gosh, well, you're, you're using black magic. This yeah, is voodoo. The, uh, a lot of, you know, voodoo hoodoo is psychosomatic too. So totally. it's like if you don't believe in it, it can't affect you. But if you can like lay a voodoo doll down with like a pin in the knee and all of a sudden right. you're feeling an ache in your knee, yes. voodoo's real. Voodoo is <laughs> yeah. real. Oh, my knee kind of hurts. I'm I'm feeling this. I'm believing it. So skeleton. 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 It's such a good movie. So good. Such a good movie. I love the skeleton about oh my god can we do a full yes. episode on the skeleton key <laughs> oh actually dolls is canceled so dolls is canceled. the skeleton key opens up I... on an old couple <laughs> we're gonna I we're gonna be we're gonna be looking movie. at the corner of kate hudson <laughs> kate hudson the kate hudson. high points the low points the low. um yeah so that's kind of the speculation is where it got its association with voodoo because if you look back at the history the dolls really had nothing to do with mm-hmm. the rituals um, so the word voodoo was sort of thrown upon these dolls just by, you know, the slaves using them. And it really became popular and gained traction in New Orleans, where you can find voodoo dolls literally everywhere. Um, but really, if you want to find a history of voodoo dolls, it comes from European-based magical devices called puppets. Puppets! Which I like to puppets. say puppet, yeah. which can be an endearing name for a young child or a pretty young thing, but also is a little doll made to look like a real person, ah. which in Europe a was real very person, popular. Like a person, like a specific person? Yes. Like, okay. puppets would be made to model a person. You could yep. go in and say, I, I would want like my a puppet, sister. Please. Yeah, I want my sister to be okay. a puppet. So... And these dolls were made for good purposes. It was always used, you would buy these puppets and say, I want a magical spell that'll give someone in my life something really good. But then voodoo dolls somehow came around to where they can be good. You can get positive voodoo dolls, but for the most part, people buy them to inflict pain and curses. And they're the like the stuff. unfriendly version of puppets. Um, but voodoo dolls are not just for someone practicing the religion of voodoo. I wanted to give you guys the backstory just so you know, but everyone can buy voodoo dolls and everyone does. Many websites and mystical shops sell them. If you type in voodoo dolls on Google, an endless amount of websites show up and it's actually really fun to go on and look through. You can buy dolls that are already, that already have spells or curses put on them. So you can buy a badly cursed voodoo doll and give it to an enemy mm-hmm. or you can buy one that's supposed to bring you healing and protection and they give you like the right herbs and different potions with your doll so you can buy them and supposedly a voodoo magician of sh- of sorts has already put a spell on them for you so a uh, voodoo doll doesn't necessarily have to be made in the likeness of, of a, a person, person. Yes. it's sort mm-hmm. of like it's just who you feel that person is mm-hmm. is it just like hollywood that's made the 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 whole like you need like a, an item of that person like yeah. their hair sure. or yeah. yeah I think that is more rumor and gossip than okay. what's been thrown that's upon just it like, because it's usually mm-hmm. like okay. you can get a doll create it yourself and just say like you put this you put Joe. the magic on it yeah this is Joe here's my magic this spell this is handsome Joe exactly. little does he know his back aches oh <laughs> his back aches his back right aches? now. There's a, there's a fun website online called voodoo786.com, and it tells you exactly what to do, depending on what, what you want the voodoo curse to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do love spells. You can do revenge spells. You can do money spells if you're looking for wealth of some sort. The doll can look like you. The doll can look like someone else, and it spells out exactly what you have to do. Sometimes you have to put it within a circle of chalk. Sometimes you have to say this and this and this, which also reminds me of Skeleton Key, like the yep. circle of the yep. I just love it all. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. Um, so that website is fun if you want to give it a visit, voodoo786.com. It'll give you the whole rundown. And what also was funny about it was there was a phone number off to the side that was like, call this if things are going terribly wrong. Oh, no. oh my God, that's hilarious. Voodoo is really Leave a message. Bad. Yeah. yeah. We'll get back Leave to you. Leave a message. We'll try and save you from bleeding out or whatever the hell is happening. Um, voodoo dolls have been made in the honor of presidents and just people who we hate in general. Um, George Bush dolls were very popular when he was in office. Osama Bin Laden dolls were very popular. Trump. So let's make some Trump dolls. Those those are definitely selling all over the place. Wasn't going to say it right away, but (laughs) Trump dolls are quite popular. But Osama Bin Laden was huge. George Bush was really huge. People really thought they were making a difference with those. Um, one of the coolest voodoo shops that exists is Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo Yay! in the French Quarter of New Laveau. Orleans. She's so cool. It's the most popular shop. They have everything voodoo, including dolls. She'll put a spell on you. She will. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to continue singing no. the actual song. I just, and want... just went with your I was own. trying to be like a commercial. <laughs> I, I thought we were doing a commercial for her show. Oh, eight, six, seven, five, three. Three, oh, nine. Now, have you guys discussed Marie Laveau on, on previous podcasts? We haven't. We, no. will, uh, we have a full episode coming up on Voodoo, Hoodoo, and... Yeah, we haven't even um, gotten to Hoodoo. Sure. No, what's, I'm the, not what's the, um, the Spanish one? It's like Spanish witchcraft? On this. I have no? no idea. Okay, never mind. Anyways, that's... But that'll episode. be on another episode. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like doing a brush of Voodoo, but we can dive more into this on another day. But um, Marie Laveau... Is awesome. Um, yes, she, one website compared her being the Miss Cleo of today. If you guys remember Miss oh Cleo, God. you could call I think she has a little more on. I think she has a little more on Miss Cleo. She totally does. She's not a complete I, con artist. Like, yeah. like I liked Ms. that Cleo. comparison just because she was totally the person that everyone came to for any of their practices. And the only reason this website said the Miss Cleo comment is because it's not, it has never been proven that she fully had the magical abilities that she did because one theory is that because she was a hairdresser in the 1800s and she was always in rich people's houses doing people's hair, she was up on all the gossip and she also was in with all the servants. So she kind of had an in and had all the information. She was able to make her predictions and her healings based on stuff that she already knew was going to happen. Which is already tight as hell. Yeah. I love that. No, that's yeah. Love it. it doesn't yes. take away doesn't my love for her. Matter. That makes it improve. Because yeah. I'm like, this bitch knew what she was doing. And so that's the thing. Is she could have actually had these healing powers or she just knew what the fuck she was doing and she was able to con, not even con, but just like, you know, work her, work it. Um, work it. <laughs> just really work it. But she was known for practicing healing and voodoo magic until she retired in 1875. And then her daughter, Marie Laveau II, took over and did the exact same and then capitalized on it even more and opened a shop on Bourbon Street and started selling a bunch of stuff that was supposedly magic and had voodoo healing. So their family just knew what was up. But they they did it right. Marie was loved by many people because people would come to her for healings and, Mm -hmm. you know, for her spiritual gifts and they would come to her. And a great hairstyle. And a good old hairstyle. And they would come to her for so many things. So she was loved by a lot, but also feared by many in New Orleans because she was also known to put curses and little sick spells on people, which wasn't so good. Um, So people definitely feared her, which she loved and really enjoyed it until the day she died. Um, One of her most famous stories, which I wanted to read, which, Scott, I believe you know this one, too. We were chatting about it a Mm -hmm. bit. 
Um, the story goes that Marie Laveau cursed the bride of a Scotsman, and the bride died during during childbirth. The bride had supposedly birthed the child of Satan. Ooh, I love the yes. child of Satan. The father mm-hmm. did not take the child, so Marie Laveau brought her home and cared for her until her death. Residents of the area greatly feared this child, saying she would hide in the shadows and scare them throughout the day. It was believed that this child was pure evil and for sure a child of Satan. Once the child died, it is actually believed that she was buried in St. Louis Cemetery next to where Marie Laveau is buried, which I love that as well. Um, And during the time that this child was terrorizing New Orleans, an artist created effigies of the child and people began to buy these recreations of the baby in order to ward off evil from their home. However, the doll was created in the baby's image, and because of this, it ended up having the opposite effect. Because it was believed that this child was Satan, the doll also modeled the look of the devil, Satan, and the doll was believed to be possessed and cause mayhem in people's homes. These dolls are actually still made today, and many say that the eyes will move on their own, the doll will appear in different spots or move right before your eyes, and it is also said that you can hear giggles and whispers of children and that animals fear it and will not go near it. Guess who's getting one of those yeah. dolls? How did that how did that not make it into American Horror Story Coven? Right? Like I a know. subplot of Coven. How was that not a big oh, and story? How, the devil baby? How yes, and how great ish is the devil baby in? No, in Coven? I'm saying okay. Like, but that okay. should have been because Marie Laveau was a huge part yes. of it. Yeah, and Angel Bassett. Yeah. Yeah. Angel Bassett, who is fucking fierce in yes. Coven, is oh so God. good as Marie Laveau. Seeing uh, her, I, I love it because it makes me think I'm seeing Marie Laveau. I'm like, yes. Angel Bassett yeah. is her. In this but moment, I love how she's still a hairdresser. I know. That's which the is thing. Yeah. Just pretty incredible. amazing. Still doing that hair, getting mm-hmm. all the secrets out of that hair. And I love how they tied in Marie Laveau to Madame Marie. Yes, loved it. Um, Marie Laveau actually has a doll that you can buy as well. And people, again, similar to the devil baby where people thought it could go either way. Some people buy the Marie Laveau doll because they think it's going to protect their house and give them some sort of spiritual healing. While others buy them for their enemies, believing it will curse their home. So whether it just depends what you believe. Was Marie Laveau Mm -hmm. evil? Was she meant to curse people and use bad voodoo? Or was she truly a healer that brought health to lots of yeah, people. Yeah, and it could also be what your intent is, too. So yeah. Totally. Been, like, I know, with it's that your heart. Doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you exactly. give someone something with, like, good intentions, maybe it'll bless them or whatever, and if you give something to someone with bad intentions, <laughs> you know, they'll and break their ankle go. or have a sore back, like Joe. I um, also have a quick little story about a zombie voodoo doll that uh, originated ooh. in New Orleans and was sold on eBay to a woman in Galveston, Texas in 2004. Um, she bought it for display purposes, and the warning, even on eBay when she bought it, said, do not take this out of its casing, do not remove it. It was in this little silver coffin. It said, do not remove it from the silver coffin. It'll be a big mistake. But she did. She bought it and said, I have to touch this doll. I have to see it. It is, also, I'll show you a picture at the end. It's the most hideous looking voodoo doll you've ever seen. (laughs) Um, She removed the doll from its casing and the doll attacked her several times. She had cuts and bruises and a huge gash on her leg that actually ended up bringing her to the hospital. Um, After being attacked enough times, she decided to put it back on display and hope that all of the bad juju went away. But one evening... Let me guess, it did not work. Nope. Uh, Nope, didn't work for it too well. 
One evening, the woman was in her bedroom reading a book when she heard a tapping noise coming from the downstairs area. She was curious to find out what the noise was, so she opened the door only to find the voodoo doll on the floor in front of her. It continued for several weeks. She would hear the tapping noise and the doll would be right there on the door, right on the floor outside of her door. Till one night, the woman went into her porch room and felt a stinging. She looked down and saw three claw marks on her ankle. Every night, she was scratched and bit and her leg was gashed up and she had to return to the hospital. She would keep returning the doll to its coffin. She shoved it in the basement, just praying it would stay away from her. That she would continue to hear laughs and giggles, and she refused to open the bedroom door. Um, She tried to burn the doll. She tried to cut it up, but the scissors broke, as well as the knife that she tried to use. She tried to bury it in a cemetery, but it was too shallow, and the doll appeared all dirty on her doorstep. She resold it on eBay, and the buyer contacted her, saying it had disappeared from her home. And the woman who originally sold it, the woman from Texas, found the doll on her doorstep and sent it back to the buyer. (laughs) The buyer complained that the doll did not even show up and the coffin was empty. And again, the original seller had the doll at her door again. (laughs) Two years later, the woman was finally able to get rid of the doll. She sold it to a priest who has blessed the doll and put it into its coffin and nothing has happened since. What the flip? Can I see this doll? Um, Oh, yeah. Can I see this mamma jamma? While we're... Ew! It looks like it's something that's been pulled from a drain. It's just cloth and hair pinned together. Guys, we're going to have to post this somewhere. We can put it in the newsletter for our listeners. I could totally see that coming to life and scratching the shit out of I was reading this story thinking it was going to be a normal-looking doll, but it's the most horrifying thing we've ever seen. It's not even... It was pulled from a shower There's no even, like, features Features on it. You just see limbs... I would use that to clean my oven or, like, my stovetop. Like, this is... Hello? What? Yeah, hello? What? So, that's the zombie voodoo doll. Well, before we talk about some famous haunted dolls, we could quickly touch on uh, the madness that is eBay. Oh, my God. Bad (laughs) shit. (laughs) Going on eBay and searching haunted dolls it is just it is it like it is a rabbit hole it is a rabbit hole of insanity <laughs> yeah, and i love yeah. all of the disclaimers like we don't condone like you buying these haunted dolls but you right. really, but you really should but you really but should. You should yeah, yeah. Or, or there'll See be a disclaimer <laughs> it'll be like their backstory to the haunted doll it'll be yeah. like these this, these two dolls are haunted by 12 year old twins yeah. and they're playful and fun and they move stuff around and we're just <laughs> believers and we like to blah 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 yes. and then disclaimers like you are just buying the dolls there's no guarantee that a haunted we, is a we do not condone any of this. Yeah. We don't condone any. Um, I think that you guys need to buy one with 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 like a with like your like your fundraising. Page. Yeah, if you guys want yep. to, uh, we'll start another fundraiser for a right. haunted doll just to see what happens. I know. I am kind of curious about it, terrified but curious as well because I want to see if it moves. There are a ton of haunted dolls on Etsy and eBay, but there are some very famous haunted dolls mm-hmm. um, that Scott is going to talk about today. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about Robert the Doll. Whenever you look at lists of famous haunted dolls, Robert is usually cracking, like, the top three. He's, cracking the top three, I feel like... He'll never be number no. one because he'll, of Annabelle. He'll never yeah. quite be number one. No. Um, and the thing is, he honestly, truly should be. Should he be. should be. Annabelle yeah. is always number one because Annabelle has a movie. Exactly, and, but um, she's well, not as cool as there's Robert. A, there's a no. movie for Robert, but it's, it's kind of bad. Oh, it's a bad movie. Yeah, it oh, was like no. it was like a, it was like a direct to DVD like swap. Oh no! But tell us. All right, so Robert the Doll or Robert the Enchanted Doll. Ooh. He's he's known by a few different things: Robert the Haunted Doll, Robert the Enchanted Doll, or as I like to call him, Rob. Rob oh, the Doll. Rob. <laughs> okay. 
Robert was owned by Key West painter Robert Eugene Otto, who is said to be allegedly cursed and possibly the inspiration for Chucky in Child's Play. Mm. I couldn't really find any good quotes from the creators of Child's Play that they drew from Robert, but when you hear Robert's story, you definitely see some parallels okay. with, with Child's Play. So according to Lore, a.k.a. Wiki, Otto... <laughs> Otto was given the doll in 1906 by a Bahamian servant who practiced black magic and voodoo. But upon further research, oh. I did find something that did contradict that. And it's probably more accurate to where Robert actually came from. Okay. That he was a childhood birthday gift from Otto's grandfather who procured the doll during a trip to Germany. And Otto's strange relationship with the doll continued into his adulthood. Otto was said to have a very unhealthy relationship with the doll, bringing it everywhere he went. Ah, we so talked about this Robert, earlier today. So Robert was was hardly ever seen without the doll. A little bit obsessed with uh, Very the obsessed doll. with the doll. With doll yes. Eh? And, and uh, Otto's parents often heard him talking to the doll. First they thought that Otto was simply answering himself in a deep, changed voice, but later claimed that the doll was actually speaking to him. Oh. Robert's origins are said... To have come from the Stife Company, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Stife Company, Looks the like same it. makers of the Teddy Roosevelt bear in honor oh. of Theodore Roosevelt. Most likely, Robert the Doll was never intended to be sold as a toy, but a historian with the toy maker uh, told the museum where Robert is now that he was made to be a part of a window display. Hmm. So he was ah. never meant to be like so like, like a child's, child's toy. Yeah. And... Be curious to see how exactly, like, Robert's... Uh, grandfather? Robert's grandfather... Got a hold of this got a hold yeah. of this, Let's this, hear that story. I don't know. Just walking, walking down the street in Germany and saw it in a window and just had to have it. Had to so, have it. So, yeah. So, Robert's outfit. So, let me just kind of describe Robert. Robert has this very creepy blank face. It almost looks like cork. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It looks like he cork. Looks so weird. And he has little holes in his face, but it's it still kind of looks like a little boy. And Robert is dressed in like a sailor suit. Mm-hmm. He has like this mm-hmm. handsome little like sailor suit. <laughs> and the outfit was not supplied by the company, and it's speculated that it was probably an outfit of Otto himself that he wore as a child. So he okay. just dressed he just dressed him up like a sailor. I, I used to put my yeah. Bugs Bunny doll in my tank top, my fringy tank top that said, Don't step on these blue suede shoes. <laughs> Anyways, go on. What? So, servants in the house, because I, I I guess Otto's family were very well off, and they employed various people that helped out throughout the house, could hear Otto talking to the doll, and yeah, they said that he would answer him back. And Yikes. Uh, the kid would often blame certain things that happened around the house certain, on the doll. Like, so behaviors. kind of like with with, with Chucky in Child's yeah, Play, exactly. that it, was, it, was it wasn't doll. me, it was, it was the doll. So, apparently, the doll was banished to the attic, and the servants thought that they could hear footsteps in the attic, and they could hear someone moving around up in the attic, and this caused a high turnover rate for servants and maids that worked in the house. So, yeah. And uh, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, out of it. so, yeah, so as Otto grew into an adult, he, that doll didn't go away. And he ended up moving into the stately house in Key West called the Artist House, where Robert the Doll could be seen positioned at the upstairs window of the house. Local school children are said to say that he would appear and reappear as they walked by. So some days he was there and some days he was not. 
So this so, is Otto as an adult yes. bringing Robert the doll around with him. Yes, and he would, he would, that, he would, Otto. like right in the window and scare children. Maybe this is what yep. happens what? when you name your kid Otto. Yes, you know what I mean. Well, that's his last. Well, name. Well, what's his last name? Oh, I mean, just kidding. Yeah, because his because his, his name is Robert. his name is Robert. Like the doll. Maybe he was like the doll. Maybe, maybe he maybe he went by Eugene. I don't know. He Uh-oh. well, yeah. Some mm-hmm. of the articles I read referred to him as Eugene. So his name was yeah. Robert Eugene Otto. He went by Eugene. The doll went by Robert. What if yeah. he just split his personality off into two and part of it possibly was Otto. part like, of yeah. the personality the bad was part the of doll. him was in the doll. Ooh. Anyways, go on. So like um, when Otto uh, when Eugene died in 1974, the house was the artist house was purchased by a woman called Myrtle Myrtle Rutter. And also became Robert's new caretaker, so the doll stayed with the new house owner. And visitors swore that they could hear footsteps in the attic and giggling whenever they came to visit her. Some claimed Robert's facial expressions would change when anyone badmouthed Otto in his presence. Ooh. Neighbors claimed to have seen the doll moving from window to window when she was out. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Rutger said that Robert would move around the house on his own, and after 20 years of antics, she donated him to the East Martello Museum in Key West in 1994. I love that this is happening in Key West. Yes, because of course, Florida. Because <laughs> yeah. of course, of like, course this Florida. ties back to Florida. I mean, I guess yeah. Key West, I mean... I mean, it's still pretty much Florida. It's Florida. So, if you've yeah. never listened to this podcast before, yep. uh, Florida's a, got a lot going issue. on. No. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got a big issue with Florida. So Robert is in this museum in Key West, and uh, he attracts many visitors that come see him because he's a very famous haunted doll. And supposedly, when you take a picture of him, you have to ask him for permission. Oh. Ah, so you, have, you can't just respond. So, um, so uh, Corey uh, kind of... Conavretto? I think that's. I hate Conavello. all names. I yeah. hate all names. I'm sure I'm butchering this this poor lady's name. But she helps run the museum, and she says that Robert continually gets mailed to the museum from fans and visitors. Most letters, she says, aren't the typical fan letters. She says, but more people asking for forgiveness. It's been said that many visitors had post visit misfortunes for failing to respect Robert. What? Others Crazy. ask for forgiveness and to hex those who have wronged them. Robert said to have car- caused car accidents for visitors, broken bones, job loss, divorce, what? and a plethora of other misfortunes for those who have come in contact with him. So you don't ask Robert for a picture. He might be kind he of might. he might be kind of upset He's with you. He's gonna be pissed. So yeah, and uh, the woman that runs the museum says that he has close to a thousand letters, and they keep them archived and cataloged for the museum records. Oh man, and uh, uh, Corey also runs Robert's social media page on Facebook, <laughs> which I actually think she seems she seems super cool, and I would love to, to have a chat with her about any of this. I also and want she, her job. Yes, and yeah, she, says, she, she says that Robert. she answers fan letters to Robert, particularly from children. She says that she tries to send something to every child who writes to him, saying that Gene always had that childlike temperament around him, and we feel like Robert would want to be kind to children. She also responds in detail to the more potent ones, such as an email from a girl who is being bullied at school. So I kind of like that she's using Robert as like a way of like reaching out to children and like connecting with children. I also would like to know what child knows about Robert the Haunted Doll enough to write it to write a letter. I mean, they could be like vacationing. With the their parents, and, and, and they go see them, and yeah. that's, that's, gonna say, well, that's something like, that like, write Robert a kids would be obsessed right. with. 
And I like that's that she's true. kind of like teaching children how to deal with bullies. Of I'm sure that they write into Robert wanting to like punish these bullies, but kind of keep right. using it as like a larger lesson of like yeah, how to like deal how with, to deal right. with a bully. Besides putting a hex on them, yes. which yep. is the only way to deal with a bully. Lesson number two for episode 25 <laughs> of Keep It Weird. How to deal with a bully. Put a hex on them. Always put a hex on your enemies. Yes. So when, uh, when asked about if she thinks that if Robert is really haunted, she says, I don't know. I really don't. She says, I've never really had a bad experience with him. I've never felt uncomfortable. It's always been a very basic relationship. And I have a job to do, and I go and do it. And whenever there's something to it or not he always allows me to get on with my job so right. yeah i like it i mean yeah even she if doesn't disrupt her day yes yeah. so i mean what i kind of like about robert's story is that even if it's just robert's crazy owner mm-hmm. just kind of creating this whole life for a doll i like that robert has just kind of become this like whole entity yeah just like outside even if it's like completely made up i like that he's like real for people yeah. yeah. So yes. But some people embrace it as mm-hmm. real, and that's so uh, yeah. And I them. I that's love cool. that shit too. So so yeah, that's Robert the doll, and that, and there's definitely a lot of parallels between. I mean, stuff we were talking about the boy earlier. Uh-huh. I see a lot of Robert's story in Brams. That's the little boy from Brams. And also like child's play is just mm-hmm. sort of kids that blame dolls for right. stuff that happens around the house. Right. It does seem so. like in this case it is the owner's fault for all of Robert's stories because initially I read the story and heard about the voodoo that the servant had performed on the doll before gifting it to Robert Eugene Otto. Mm-hmm. So to me I was like this is a crazy voodoo doll that looks just like Robert and is named Robert and is cursed. Oh, when in reality yeah, he was saying that it's most likely a gift from the grandfather and maybe didn't have any and the yeah, whole And the whole thing powers. with, like, the like the voodoo just came from just, like, Robert's legacy of people just like, well, sure. you, you know what I heard? Yes. Is that yes, he was, totally he was gifted him by, like, a, by by a crazy us. servant that wanted to hex the family. Exactly. Yeah. So. But that was, of course, the rumor that I grabbed onto because I was like, how exciting! But. Well, and uh, that's another connection to Child's Play as well. Remember the scene where he kills the guy with the voodoo doll? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. best. So yep. good. Voodoo dolls. So here's another, um, there's many haunted dolls and we like, oh my we, gosh, our podcast would be like 10 hours long if we did a little segment on all of them. But another one that I thought was interesting that, um, it's up for debate if it's a bunch of bullshit or if right. it's real is Letta the Gypsy Doll. I don't know if you guys have heard Ooh, of Letta the Gypsy Doll. So Letta the Gypsy Doll was found in 1972 by an Australian man named Carrie Walton. Walton was back home in Australia for his grandmother for his grandmother's funeral. During this time, he decided to conquer his childhood fear of a particularly creepy building that had scared him for years and found an old marionette doll under the porch. No. Yeah, so he found this doll in this creepy old house Help. and he decided, I'm going to take this doll with me. It, it is a sign. I'm going to pick up this doll I'm and face my fear. I'm face my fear and oh, look at this creepy marionette doll. Why not take it? Which I mean, wouldn't you take it? Oh, I'd, wouldn't I'd, you take, t- it, though? I'd take it. Absolutely. I would 100% yeah. take it. So, according to psychics that he consulted, the doll was made 200 years ago by a Romanian gypsy for his son who had drowned. The gypsies believed in spirit transference and dolls would act as a new home for the dead. Mm. The doll's hair, um, it's been examined, and it's real human hair, which I'm sure was probably pretty common with a lot of dolls made by gypsies back then. It was like they probably did 
use human hair with them. And underneath the scalp is the likeness of a human brain. What? Well, yeah, which what? I'm kind of curious about that. I, I, How? That's Why? like that's the only I'd like well, to. Well, I mean, you could put you know, the, it's like a sewn in. Yeah. Little plastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it wouldn't be plastic. Like a wooden carved brain or something mm-hmm. like that. But still, that's weird. So my, he was my. given the name Letta or Letta to his due to his European gypsy heritage or because, get this, the doll occasionally screams, let me out of here. Oh, what? And every single article that I found on Letta that that, that was in it. So. No really? way. Yeah. Let him me out of here. The only <laughs> so I enjoyed that. I, I actually yeah. very much so. So that. I did see clips of Robert's owner on like Australian talk shows, and I kind of get the impression that he's leading a lot of this on. Like he's on like daytime talk shows talking talking about Letta. Ah, so possibly for fame. he could be making a lot of this up to get like tv time but ironically walton's luck changed for the better when coming across the doll his collectibles business began to boom still some weird quirks allegedly surrounding letta it would rain whenever he was taken outside and hanging pictures may fall off the wall when he entered a room or when he was brought into a room dogs bark and attempt to attack whenever they're near letta and people have said to be uh, afraid and sad when they see him. Ooh, so my. that's kind of going into like how dolls make people uncomfortable, just as like human nature. So Letta is supposedly capable of moving on his own, changing positions while seated, and uh, supposedly you can hear a pulse when he's held. Oh, so that's horrifying. and you should Don't you should definitely point. Google Letta the Gypsy Doll because he is definitely a fucking creepy marionette. I believe so. it. Wonderful. Ooh, oh no. we have a package. We have a, we have a guest. Is it? Is it was it just a package? Is it Letta? And we're back. It was and we're not back. Letta. Yes. No, so it was not. It was not Letta the Gypsy Doll. It was a. It was, it a was giant... actually David Duchovny. David Duchovny yes. showed was up here at the door, and he was like, "How did you get this perfect doll of me that it looks, looks just like exactly me? like me?" <laughs> <laughs> Where were we, Letta? So Letta. I think that kind of concludes Letta. I mean, I think it's up for debate if Letta's a bunch of bullshit, but it's a good story. And yeah, Letta, is, story. Letta is very creepy looking when you see it. Oh, Where my. is she? Is she in a museum? I, think, it's a I think he's or... still just with his owner, Carrie Walton, in Australia. Oh, okay. So, hey, Carrie Walton. Yep. You taking good mm-hmm. care of Letta? I hope so. So, yeah, definitely has this, definitely has a good story. I like the story. Finding, sure. a, finding a doll in a creepy building. And, and I did not, yeah, I had never yep. heard of that. I enjoyed it a lot. Like we said earlier, the, the, the reason that Letta and Robert are not more well known is because of Annabelle. Boo! Who, the thing Just is, in the spotlight. The thing no, is, that always. is a scary story. I mean, the, the story of Annabelle. Story. Okay, so if you saw, if you you saw The Conjuring, which is a frightening opening scene. Which is too. a frightening opening scene. That's all that happened with Annabelle. Yep. All these Annabelle movies, Annabelle 2, The Awakening, or that's like That's just the, Hollywood. That's just, that's oh. pulling shit out of their sleeves. Did you see the know, thing that, that I, I sent you? I was trying to make you? a magician reference, but <gasps> it was did just you, out of their Did you see the thing that I sent you of like, I can't, I can't take Annabelle seriously when I just see Chucky Sun and Drag? Yes! It's pretty much it Chucky. It's, like it's, Chucky it's, it's, little, it's little Chucky Sun and Drag, and I'm pretty oh sure God. that Chucky Sun is supposed to be like trans. I don't think. 
I don't yeah, think he I has a, I don't, I don't think he has, has a gender. He's right. like but yeah. seed of Chucky. It's just mm-hmm. like uh, that's hilarious. But yeah, straight up looks like drag. It truly does. Accurate. If you put them side by side, it's pretty pretty frightening. One hundred percent accurate. Um, yeah, and Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll. She didn't look scared. She was just a normal Raggedy Ann doll that had something attached to the doll, mm-hmm. as you said, and and the lettuce or Robert story how how um, sometimes. Dolls are used as vessels for the dead. Yes. Um, and that's kind of what happened a with conduit. Annabelle. Yeah, and it's she's like a conduit. It's she's using the whatever's attached to the doll is using the doll to move the move things around, and that's basically all that happened with Annabelle. I'm not saying Annabelle's not scary. That's a really fascinating story. And I the feel fact like it's so, been ruined so, by Hollywood. So though. I was yeah. disappointed. I never saw the Annabelle standalone movie, but I was disappointed that I found out that Annabelle doesn't get up and walk around like Chucky. No. Yeah, like no. it doesn't because that would be she just sits in her. That would be case kind of fucking amazing. All the time. Yeah. It's like, but like I wanted to see like Annabelle like in like little oh, you're like, about, like, like hallways, the movie? like oh, like, the movie. like running. Yes. Yeah, I wanted like, oh, like a tiny a puppet, like like dropping on the floor whenever yeah. like. Whenever like someone walks by, your lead, that would have been like, a little like, more turns fun. around. Right. Would have been more fun, and I was a little disappointed. It's kind of why I haven't watched the movie because yeah, I feel like the, the movie in my head is like better than it probably actually is. Yeah, you'd I make a better saw. Film, I didn't sure. want to see the movie. I didn't think it was going to be good. I blah 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 because I knew the story of Annabelle, and then I watched it because it was on HBO for free once, and it honestly wasn't that bad. Like there no, were a couple scenes awful. that I was like, Yee! like so it made my skin crawl. Yeah. It made me jump a couple times. But at the end of it, I wasn't like, oh, greatest. I would film. just rather watch Chucky. Yes. Yeah. Like, I would ra- sure. rather wa- see another child. You'd rather play. watch Stuart Gordon's dolls. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But no, you're right. We, we're not fair to drag it through the mud, because it wasn't the worst piece of film ever. It's definitely, it'll give you some gems and scares. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm holding out for the Nun movie. Ooh. Oh, none? Can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. That is going to be the perfect Conjuring spinoff. As long as everyone knows that that's a fictional character. Yes, that's like, also as, not as something that... As long as we that, embrace uh, that, just enjoy it. And Lorraine Warren uh, no, encountered They didn't hang out with that nun, but that movie's going to be bonkers. <laughs> and she's know. having none of it. Um, ah, 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 back in the habit. So I have a story really quickly. It turns out haunted dolls don't have to take on a three... Dimensional form. You had something on it too. I, I don't know if you have story. any like extra stuff. No, you take but it, girl. There's a painting. It's called "The Hands Resist Him." It's a painting by Bill Stoneham and uh, from 1972, and it depicts a young boy and a female doll standing in front of a glass door in which many small childlike hands are pressed up against the glass. The story behind the painting is really fascinating and wonderful. According to Stoneham, the boy is based on a photo of himself at age five. The doorway is a representation of the dividing line between the waking world and the world of fantasy and impossibilities, and the doll is a guide that will escort the boy through it. The hands on the glass represent alternate lives or possibilities. So, like, the painting itself has, like, a wonderful backstory yeah, to it. Yeah, it's very cool. It's also creepy as shit. Is the doll... And what's it called? Basically just uh, a black The hands resist him. So the painting was first purchased by uh, purchased from like a uh, an art studio, basically from like an auction by actor John Marley from The Godfather. He's the guy who wakes up with the severed head of the horse in his head. Uh, uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen this painting right now? Yes, Godfather but that was his. Oh, uh, that was my that was my Godfather impression. impression. 
Charles Feingarten was the gallery owner where the painting was displayed, and art critic Henry Seldes mentioned Stoneham's painting in his review for the Los Angeles Times. The reason I'm telling you all this important information is that all those three men died in the next five years after yeah. having their hand in the dealings of this painting. Which is insane. Yeah. When the when John Marley died, the painting was found on the site of an old brewery somehow by an elderly California couple. It was sold eventually to another couple, and in 2000, they attempted to sell the painting on eBay because they said they couldn't have it in their home anymore. They claimed the painting was cursed or haunted in some way. They claimed that the boy and the doll moved during the night, and sometimes they would even leave the painting and enter the room in which it was being displayed. So, like, the the boy and the doll would, like, come out of the painting and be in the room. Like, totally they would hear fine. them running it's around. Totally reminds me, reminds me of the painting from The Witches. Uh, the painting from The Witches is the scariest thing I've ever seen. So good. That's Obsessed. what this Obsessed with it as, <laughs> My, as a little kid. Yeah. My grandma had a painting that looked just like the painting no. without the little girl in it. And I was so out. scared to look at it because I, ju- I just knew I'd see her like in the no. barn or like in the pasture <laughs> oh, no. and I was going to like fucking lose it. It's basically um, this painting. <laughs> so even after moving it to a different room in the house, the phenomenon would continue to occur. They said that their small daughter claimed that the children in the picture were fighting and were coming into the room at night and keeping her awake. The artwork eventually sold to a gallery owner named Kim Smith in Michigan for like over a thousand dollars. And it's he, price didn't go for more. Right? Yeah. I thought so too. Um, has thus far reported no unusual phenomena. But something kind of spooky and interesting. Uh, in 2016, Darren Kyle O'Neill published a book called The Hands Resist Him. Be careful what you bid for, which is very clever. And his story as to why he became fascinated with the painting is pretty fucking strange. So he says, I first saw it online when I was living in Dubai. I printed out the pictures and left it on a side table next to some other documents printed on the exact same printer with the same paper. Anyway, I went to Italy for a month. When I came back, the air conditioner had gone awry and everything was covered in a greenish mold. The TV, the bedsheets, my daughter's cot, and clothing. All of my suits in the closet and the documents I had printed were all green, but right next to them, the only thing perfectly untouched was the printout of the painting. So he became obsessed with the painting and ended up, like, actually, like, writing an entire book on that painting, and I think other haunted items that you can buy on Interesting. eBay. Which is yeah. very cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that. Ties on what we were saying earlier about how batshit crazy eBay is. Yeah. 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 eBay just has some special Yeah, lines. so this painting <laughs> just happened to... This one has a... There There are other haunted paintings, and we have a whole episode on, like, haunted items, but right. this doll in the painting, um, they actually put yeah, a motion a detector on I was reading the that. painting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, like, record it overnight and actually have like evidence of the painting changing mm-hmm. overnight. The boy and girl moving around, right? Yeah. yeah Look at that face. Oh, I love, yeah, love she it. has these lifeless eyes, which are crazy. Mm-hmm. And this, like, his backstory for the painting is amazing, as Ashley shared, and I love that he had this whole artistic meaning behind it. But another, I basically, everything you said was the same information I found. But one thing he said was he modeled the painting after a picture of him as a boy with a neighbor girl. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder who the neighbor girl was. Because I'm like, maybe the neighbor girl had something going on. And he made her into a doll in the painting. And her 
evil wrath oh, was coming true. out because she was like, you made me into a doll. But that's very far-fetched. That was just something that crossed my mind as I or was Or like, what it. if his neighbor was a giant doll? Or she was truly just a doll and not a girl. And even the little boy, even the little boy just has this very, like, blank face on his face. Yeah. yeah blank no, look on his face. That it's very, very Very disturbing. disturbing. It's creepy, and he has a not six a head. I don't enjoy his <laughs> Yeah. Head. It's really long. He has, he has a Tyra Banks, Tyra Banks forehead. <laughs> It's just creepy altogether, but I do wonder who that neighbor girl was. Who the saying? Let's all take a drink of our wine. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned we moved on to wine. We moved on to some two buck, two buck Chuck White Zinfandel. This is where we all go downhill. It's delicious. My belly is burning. All I've had to eat today is like. Oh, I've had oh, I've had nothing to eat today. Yeah, same oh, good, good, nope. good, good, good. Yep. So I've, I've had two cups of coffee today. Peak health, wonderful. Peak health, peak, peak health. That's what we text each other every time. She's like, "All I've eaten today is two Taco Bell tacos, and I took a bite out of my foot." And I'm like, "Peak health." Yeah, I had a model right there. Yes, actually, yep. and I have the, the best top. back and forths of peak health because it's usually like us not eating and only drinking <laughs> coffee, or us eating garbage. Yeah, like, <laughs> Ashley, have you Peak. eaten today? It's like, what time is it? Five? No. No. Just no. a cup of coffee or two. To it, actually. Peak. Peak. Peak, Peak help. help. Um, so, I have something to share with you guys. Um, I'm sorry. This is going to make Scott so angry. I'm um, excited and sad. <laughs> so, is, it about, is it about weird middle-aged men that like... That like collect dolls. No, okay, no, it's good. about uh, Isla de los or yes. de las okay. Munecas. I, I have like I have I have a little story about this. But yes, <laughs> so, keep going. We'll tell your story. So, um, Island of the Dolls is basically what it's uh, called. I'll tell you kind of what it is before I tell you the actual story. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite doll stories. It's just south of Mexico City. There's a small island with a pretty sad story, and it's known as the Island of the Dolls. It's, in the, it's in the canals. Yes, it's like, in the canals. It's so in the it's canals not... because, like, uh, Mexico City used to be a big lake, and then when the Spanish came, they drained the lake, and they diverted all of the water to these canals. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's it's actually, it's like a two-hour canal ride isn't it like a a boat ride to get to the island of the dolls so scott almost got to go on his honeymoon so um my husband my husband pete and i we went to mexico city for our honeymoon which which is fucking awesome fucking awesome i highly recommend to go to mexico city because it is a fascinating city doesn't cost a lot of money to go you can live it up when you're there and mexico city has this crazy history surrounding it Mm -hmm. and we were all set to go to the uh the Island of the Dolls and the canals. What, like, I'm, like, blanking on, like, what the actual name of the canals is. It has, it's, uh, I can't it's, pronounce it. It's, um, like, it has an X in so, it. Xochimilco. Xochimilco? Xochimilco. Okay, because yeah. I read it and I was like, I'll just leave that, that out. Is, I don't need to know Xochim- it. Xochimilco. So if you're ever in Mexico City, go to Xochimilco. I've had friends that have gone. They say that it's really, really fun. And Pete, uh, Pete got sick. The day well, that we were supposed Mexico? to go in Mexico, because he, because he like ate something bad or drank yeah. water or something. So I, we didn't go, and my Spanish is like okay, sure. and I've and I've read stuff on TripAdvisor that like you need to sort of like barter or talk with the people that run the boats oh. because there's not a set price. 
So you, so you have sort to of know have to. You Spanish have to know words. your way around certain Spanish. And Pete and I together, we could both do it. But I was a little nervous to go by myself. Right. And also, Salty Milko so. is like kind of a drive, and I didn't want to go there by myself. So I ended up uh, going to um, Frida Kahlo's art studio, which was That's which fun. was fucking which badass. Awesome. And I got to walk in between the two houses. So that. In That's itself amazing. was pretty cool, and yeah. I wouldn't have been able to go there if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Pete getting, for Pete getting sick. sick so yeah, so the there. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. Not, yeah, but I was I bad. was very very disappointed I couldn't go. I know because we were texting you about it before you went on your honeymoon, and you were like, "I'm gonna go to the Island of the Dolls," and I was like, "If you don't go to the Island of the Dolls, oh I guess you have to." <laughs> anyway, <Yeah>. so <laughs> emotional. <laughs> It is dedicated to the lost soul of a young girl who met her fate too soon under very strange circumstances. Ooh. So, the area, what's it called again? Xochimilco. Xochimilco. Yes. Uh, has thousands of people, but this small island is home of thousands of terrifying dolls. Their severed limbs, decapitated heads, and blank eyes adorn every surface Especially in the trees. They're basically mm-hmm. hanging from every yeah. tree. It's pretty, I mean. It's a nightmarish. Yes, mm-hmm. it is nightmare fuel. Um, no doubt about it. So the legend of Island of the Dolls is that a girl was found drowned in mysterious circumstances and that the dolls are possessed by her spirit. Local legend says that the dolls move their heads and arms and have even opened their eyes. Some witnesses claim they have heard the dolls whispering to each other, while others who were on a boat nearby said the dolls lured them to come to the island. So the truth behind the legend, Don Julian Santana Pereira was the caretaker of the island. Julian was a local farmer turned recluse uh, who lived alone on the island. So this is kind of not a fact. This is what, this is what, Julian and his cousins and his brother say about what happened. So, but there's no like historical factual information about this. So Julian found a little girl drowned in the, one of the canals and he attempted to resuscitate her, but was unsuccessful and she died. And he was pretty much haunted for the rest of his life after this experience. Shortly after her death, Julian saw a floating doll down near the canals and he felt that it had to have belonged to the young girl that died. So he picked up the doll and hung it to a tree as a way of showing respect and to support the spirit of the girl. Julian claimed soon after he hung the doll, he heard sounds of a weeping woman. Since that moment, Julian was supposedly haunted by the girl, or as many people believe, his grief over being unable to save her and started hanging more dolls in an attempt to please her spirit or possibly distract him from this horrific experience that he had. He soon believed that the dolls themselves were possessed by the spirits of dead children and continued to collect dolls and hang them over the entire island. According to people that were close to him, Julian was driven by some unseen force, and it completely changed him. Oh, my. After 50 Mm -hmm. years of collecting dolls and hanging them on the island, Julian was found dead, Seemingly drowned in the same spot where the girl supposedly drowned, but his death was actually ruled a heart attack, but he was found in the canal near where this girl was supposedly found. And he was, and something told him to go to that very place. Yes. When he, like, when he had his heart attack, yeah. he had his heart attack, yeah. Um, Because he didn't, he was found basically unconscious, but they, you know, they tried to uh, save him. He was not able to be saved. He died. Man. Uh, Many people on the island believe Julian has joined the other spirits and still resides there. 
The locals are very faithful that the Isla de las uh, Munecas is very special and a charmed place. After Julian's death in 2001, it has become a tourist attraction where visitors actually bring more dolls to yeah. the island. Oh. Uh, Julian's cousin Anastasio now lives on the island, running it as a tourist attraction and making sure that it's taken care of as a tribute to his lost loved one. He says, the spirit of the little girl is still here. It's important to not remove the dolls. Mm -hmm. At night, they come alive. They will move their heads and whisper to each other. It's very spooky, but I've gotten used to it. Ha ha ha. Well, and also, what's really great about just Mexican culture in general is that they really embrace sort of They've always embraced, like, death, Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. and it's sort of celebrated. It's not yeah, really it's feared. Yeah, it's not feared. Sure. So it's more like, this is a yes. part of Yeah, this is a part life. of life, right? Yeah, death this is, is a part our of tradition. life, and this is, you know, they're not I do like away that. from it. That's how um, I wish I was. Right. <laughs> a trip to the island takes about two hours by boat through the canals. Ghost stories and tales of the supernatural are part of the local lore consuming that entire area. Um, of course, a lot of people know about this. So at one of the docks where the gondolas embark, there are numerous crosses and plaques dedicated to La Llorona, yep. the weeping woman. Yeah. So uh, locals say, if you guys don't know who La Llorona is, uh, that she killed her children to be with the man that she loved. And then he eventually rejected her and she drowned herself. Uh, when the islands are covered in fog, many claim the weeping woman haunts the area, crying out for her children. And I think it's interesting that Julian, the first thing that he said about after he hung the doll and the girl died was that he heard a weeping woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also found this out. This is kind of bonkers. I didn't know this. So this is an interesting La Llorona fact. Did you know that in all the areas where La Llorona supposedly haunts are actually areas where mountain lions are active? The mountain lion's blood-curdling mating call actually sounds like a woman's scream. So that could be yep. what's continuing to keep that. Oh, yep. mm-hmm. that's I mean, interesting. That's been, yeah, that's been mm-hmm. a that's been a tale since I Forever. don't even know. Yeah, where yeah. Have you ever heard of? Have you yeah. ever heard like a mountain lion scream? It sounds like a screaming woman. I yeah. have never it heard of like mountain lion. Oh, it'll make your it'll make you your skin look crawl. Up, if you yeah. look up a YouTube like video of a mountain lion, think of just a higher pitched cat like yowl. Yeah. So it sounds like a very upset person. It sounds like really. a person. It one hundred percent sounds like a person. Oh, give me the willies! But I just think it's interesting that, like, in all the places that La Llorona is, like, she's here, she's here because right. it's could all be over the place. Line. It could actually just be that's a fascinating. Line. Yeah, that's keeping yeah, that story that has been around going. forever. Um, my so goodness. yeah, so that's my favorite uh, doll story. I'll, I love the I'm, island of the dolls. I'm definitely gonna go back to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Please and do I and go am back. Definitely gonna go back. So I, oh, I know I'm gonna go back. Isla so yes, Muñecas. it's supposed to be really fun. I've had friends that have done it, and I think that you get pretty shitty on the boats Ooh. because it's just a, it's just like a big. Party it's like boat. a booze cruise. It's like a booze cruise. <laughs> oh, hey, and probably actually, by the time that you get to the dolls, uh, start a fundraiser. Yes. If anyone Please would like to, to donate to Keep It Weird, you can go to www.patreon.com/slash/keepitweirdpodcast um, and we will, donate. we will broadcast we live from the boat. We would like an island of the dolls trip. Please, the island of the dolls. Boat. It's supposed to be pretty fun, and Shwasty. I will make it back one day. So, 
Yeah, I feel like to the day that you make. I feel like the sections like brought to you by like the Mexico like like tourism. (laughs) I know. Definitely go to Mexico City. It's really really fun. Also, definitely go to Mexico City. Give us money, Mexico tourism. If I ever go to Mexico City, I will go November first, like somewhere in that area. I want to be there for Dia de los Muertos because that that is a fucking dream. That is an absolute dream. How fun would that be? And to have like sugar skulls everywhere and just call it fun. Oh my gosh, I love Um, it. To wrap up the episode before we wrap up can we talk about doll movies doll movies yeah definitely like a fun subgenre of horror movies that i love i yeah, love it it's so i love fun. it there's so much fun i we i just rewatched like the gone with the wind of evil doll movies child's play child's yes. play is so good incredible. It's, if you've like, never seen a chucky movie in general like you just yeah have to. i mean yeah. what's and what's fun about the chucky movies is that it is it like it turns into it well, just the movie is bonkers. And yeah, also, yeah. there's just really good just movie making in them that yes. you don't really see in movies nowadays. It's not just made like anymore. The, the Chucky puppet is just like unreal. For when you see what, it moving. What year did that come out? 1988? I want to say it was 1988. I want to say it was the year yeah. I was born. Oh, was it mid? I thought that was early 90s this whole time. No, okay, no. The, the first child's play. I'm, first. Pretty, I'm almost positive it was 1988. I think I looked this up recently. And. The, the puppetry and the animatronics it's on this so doll. Impressive. Are... Brad Dorf's voice is just so. Oh my god! It's just so and amazing. And I'm obsessed yeah. with Brad Dorf. It I... looks and really his daughter, good. And his daughter is in the new Child's Play movies. <gasps> really? Yeah, what? Have you you've seen you've seen Curse of Chucky, right? I've seen Curse of Chucky. That's that's his daughter. No, that's his daughter, the lead of the movie in the wheelchair. I didn't and, know that. And is that a new, known thing? Yes, it's like oh, okay. I forget. Well, she, she's well, a dwarf. It's his daughter. We're yeah. actually That's not so cool. super good at being weirdos. Um, we're the worst. And also, the ever. curse of uh, no, the cult of Chucky is That's going to be out. One. It's going to be out this fall, Yay. and it's also the the return of Tiffany and Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer so Tilly did fun. a little. She did a little bit scene in the Curse of Chucky, and it was yeah. super cute. Mailed and, them off uh, or whatever. And um, right, she's, she's insane. I'm obsessed yeah. with her. She has all I'm that Simpsons money. I'm not saying I don't now. like her. Oh yeah, oh, she has. Shit. All, she has oh, like shit. all this she's Simpsons got money. That Simpsons yeah, money. Uh-huh. She's gonna be a good. She divorced for one. Of, she divorced one of the writers and got a lot oh, of money. Oh fuck, she's, she's gonna good. Be she's forever. fine. She can come back. She's all right. Yeah, she can Love come her. on the show. If she but um, I read a quote. Um, I read something that she's gonna be in. Chucky movies until the day she, until the day that she dies. I pray that's true. Yeah, and she said that she she remembers reading the script and asking Gina Gershon, who she was like uh, her her screen partner in Bond, and Gina was like, "I would kill to have a franchise. You got to do it." Mm-hmm. So she was just like, "Okay." All right. So yeah, and she'll be this. making Chucky movies until, until the day until, right. until she's an old lady. So yeah. Brad Chucky Dorf, Brad Dorf to Chucky is what Robert England is to Freddy. Yes, absolutely. There's one Freddy movie. There's one Nightmare on Elm Street where Robert England does not play Freddy, and guess what? It was garbage. So. And it's fun that they like were able to reinvent the Chucky movies. That they're sort of like. They're making this new storyline with like yeah, Fred Dorf's daughter. Like they they're able to like every time. they're able to like when they to became, kind of reinvent them. quote unquote Chucky movies. When they were the Child's Play movies, and it was Child's Play, Child's Play two. Uh, Child's Play three is fine, but Child's Play, Child's Play two. They're actual horror movies. Yes, right. They're actually very scary. Yeah, and I was 100%. and I was reading I was reading my research that a Child's Play was originally conceived as a satire on the toy industry and kind of capitalism and it just became a horror movie just in the development. 
Oh, so it originally like wasn't that. meant to be a horror movie, but it just became one. And it was so scary. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. very scary. Scared the pants but off. But then me. once it got to uh, Bride of Chucky, yes. uh, that Seed became of Chucky, more comical. That became very. I mean, you know, Chucky was kind of in the same vein as Freddy. Someone who was a little bit more playful of a of a, a bad guy. It wasn't right. like the Michael Myers, the Jason. Yeah. They no, don't speak and they walk very slowly. Yeah. They had like those funny little like, little I'm going to get you, bitch. You know yeah. what I mean? Just stuff like Got that. Got a little silly. But then once like Chucky became, it, once it became like Chucky movies, mm. they became so campy, but right. so wonderful. Yeah, still great <laughs> and classics that you all have to see. Yeah. But it did become more campy after I actually it wasn't had Child's Joe Play very anymore. recently. He's only seen Child's Play and Bride of Chucky. Oh, That's interesting. And he just watched them earlier this year. And I he watched it. Child's Play and was like, holy shit, that was actually really good. I don't think he loved Bride of Chucky. That's I think fine. he was kind of like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, yeah. it is it's ridiculous. It's just sort of like, but you have it to love it, it for what it is. And also, like, Seed of Chucky just in. turns into just like a crazy John Waters movie. I have not movie. seen yeah. Seed, yeah. Seed of Chucky. Seed of Chucky is banana. Seed of Chucky is a little Well, and also, it goes into like Jennifer Tilly, the actress, is like playing herself in the movie. Yes. Yeah, she's like, she's written in the movie and it just like turns insane. Yeah. I'll have to see it. We're going to have to have a Seed of Chucky night. Did you guys? see Dead Silence? No, but I mean, I love James Wan. I, and yeah. that's like, and that's building into like, ventri- like the sub sub genre of ventriloquist dummies. Dummy. And also, I wanted to mention another ventriloquist movie called Magic, nineteen seventy eight. Oh. William William Goldham, who wrote The Princess Bride. Oh, it, that's like he directed it. That's it's interesting. A, it's a ventriloquist movie. I've never actually, I've never seen it. It has Anthony Hopkins in it. It has a big, Whoa. it has a big cult following. Okay. okay. It's about a, get in on that. A, a ventriloquist dummy in his like in his operator. I feel so like that's that supposed could be, be a really video good. that we record for our Patreon listeners yeah. is us watching for magic. Sure. <laughs> magic. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more doll movies? Well, um, you have dolls. Oh, Stuart Gordon's dolls is, is insane. Crazy. If you've never seen it, when I I remember seeing Stuart Gordon's dolls, and Stuart Gordon did the Reanimator. I remember seeing that movie that my stepsister had rented it for like a sleepover. And I watched a little bit of it, my and I just like my eyes as a little boy just like opened up because this. Yeah, like what? Uh, have you guys fuck? ever seen Stuart Gordon's dolls? Yes. No. And also, just not. like the making of the dolls is just like it is like movie making. Give me a little how they overview. Made... Okay, Us, so me and our listeners. So it's like so Stuart Gordon's dolls is this family that's in a car. I think it's set in England, and their car breaks down. It's this little girl and her. Deadbeat father in this awful stepmother character, yeah, and their car does. breaks she's down, and they end up Tuesday, and they end up spending the night in this mansion, which are pretty much operated by this crazy old couple, mm-hmm. like this eccentric old couple. Like mm-hmm. they take them in out from the cold. Okay. And um, there's a lot of dolls in the house. A lot okay. of dolls. And then there's like another character. He's like an older man. He's like he's he like he's, he's sort of simple. Remember? Um, I vaguely yes, remember I, the one, characters. I, yeah. I only remember the dolls. But anyways, yeah. I mean, the dolls just wreak havoc. And there's also these two British punk rockers yes, that end yes. up in the house. And I remember being like obsessed with these women <laughs> as a kid. Oh and they're gosh. straight up like Sid and Nancy. Just gutter punk Perfection. British punk rockers, and it's it's awesome. the best. Yeah, I and just wait. like I need to see, this. and just like the making of dolls, just like what they do with these puppets is just like mind blowing. Yeah, I'm sure. When you see, when the time did this too. come out? 
In the 80s, probably 87. Yeah, okay. yeah. it was before Chuck When effects are good in the 80s, I'm just always blown away. 70s um, and 80s with good effects. Puppet Master. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Puppet Master. Really? No, I've never so seen Puppet Master. So here's the thing. There's about 900 Puppet Master movies. Just pick one. Doesn't matter. You don't pick need to get the storyline. Just watch sure. this watch one. bonkers bullshit. <laughs> so has anyone had a weird experience with a doll? I have. No. Personal? Really? Yeah. Go on. Um, actually, just two years ago, um, my friend Josh and I, I don't know if he listens to the podcast. Shout out to Josh if you do. Hey, I think Josh, he listened to episode one. Start. I know, he really should. So Josh and I, he is like my Halloween buddy. Every year we have Halloween movie nights together, uh-huh. Ashley, as you know, and we always plan a Halloween party together with a bunch of our friends. So like the month of October, we just go nuts, as Ashley and I do as well. Um, so we planned a Halloween party one year, and we like made fake dead bodies and garbage bags, and we made a photo booth with the help of my friend Zach, and it was like old mirrors and portraits on like cardboard, and Very you would take cool. a picture as if you were like amongst the portraits and mirrors, and it was really creepy. Part of the photo booth was I got a doll from Goodwill who was missing an eyeball and had like fake red paint down her cheek, and I bought her a oh, Goodwill okay. like that. Everyone thought I like made her creepy. I bought her like that, and her dress was all torn, and I was like, she'll be perfect for the photo booth. So I set her on the chair that was also part of the photo booth, and then halfway through the night, people are drunk, people are crazy. I go over to the photo booth, and the doll is missing, and I ask my friend Zach, who helped set it up, like, what happened to the doll? He's like, people were getting really freaked out by her and said she was putting off a weird vibe, so I threw her into the front yard. And he's, like, intoxicated. Just a, so. a, a, so a, a drunk sure. guy just, yeah. like, I don't even hold it against him. I just imagine him being wasted and being like, fuck this doll. And so he tossed her into the front yard, and I'm like, that's fine. Like, she is horrifying, so I don't blame you. But at the end of the night, we're cleaning up the party, and I go out into the front yard, and I'm like, I don't see anything here. Said, Zach, where did you throw her? And he said, right in the front yard by our walk-up, by our sidewalk. She's not there. And to this day, I have no idea where she is. No one found her in the cleanup that night. No one found her in the cleanup the next day, which was like the full sweep, like get rid of all the solo cups, blah, blah, blah. No one ever found the doll. Interesting. So that's my personal doll experience. And she was like freaking everyone out to the point where it wasn't just, oh, look at this freaky doll as part of the photo booth. That makes me a little uneasy. It was like... Get me away from this doll. Yeah, I don't want anything. Was the to reaction? Yeah, anymore. she was tossed in the front yard and never seen again. That's so that was weird. my little Love creepy it. doll experience. I grew up in a house that actually, my dad. We've talked about this house on the podcast before. The house that I grew up in. My dad built the house, so there's nothing that should be. There's no like who lived there before. There's no story behind the house. He built the house. But we did have some strange things happen there. We had a little girl that I've talked about on the podcast before. We had a man, an old man who lived uh, on our porch, or lived, resided on our porch, was seen multiple times on our porch. We also had a dark figure that was seen several times moving from the basement to the mid-level of the house. Anyways... Thunderbird sightings in the yard. Thunderbird sightings in the yard. (laughs) This place was... A place. So, we always had problems with battery-operated toys in my house. Interesting. So, Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, uh, Teddy which Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin is just in itself frightening, too. Also yeah. very scary. Scary on its own. Tickle Me Elmo. We had also a had a pull-string uh, Woody doll. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a snake Those in the my most, boot. Yeah. And then we also had a pull string um, uh, Steve Urkel doll. That was oh like, my god, I love it. That's the problem great. with these battery-operated dolls 
is that they, in my house in particular, would go off constantly without anyone oh, pulling a string. The tickle me <laughs> elbow went off, I would lose my super, shit. Because the tickle me elbow super creepy. And that's super poltergeist, too. We yes. actually, yeah. at one point, took the batteries out of the Teddy Ruxpin because yeah, it was course. so creepy sitting in the room. Because we would play video games in this room, we would watch movies in this room, and all of a sudden, you would hear, like, ha, 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 ha. Don't touch me there. Oh, <laughs> and it was like, what God. the fuck is happening? No one's touching you. So, Or you hear Elmo, that tickles. That tickles. I can't. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we would, we, I remember the Teddy Ruxpin, we took the battery pack out. We just Good. took the whole battery pack out. And one time my sister and I were in the basement. And he started telling us a story. No, he and didn't. And he did not have no. a battery pack. No. I, we didn't even <laughs> just take the batteries out. He I did can't not have listen a to this. Pack. So, uh, my dad, Ashley. I'm from the Midwest, slash close to the South, so we have giant freezers in the basement full of meat. Jerk uh-huh. meat, yeah. beef, yes. whatever. As, so, as did I, yeah. Every Montana time. too. It was in our so, mudroom. Yeah. At, at some point, we had in the basement a Teddy Ruxpin, a Steve Urkel, a Woody doll, and a Tickle Me Elmo. You were asking Without batteries in the freezer. Because we couldn't take them going off anymore. My mom would go down to get, like, meat, and she'd be like, ah! And it would be like, it was like all these, Steve like, Urkel. Steve Urkel. Just, <laughs> just cemetery <laughs> of the dolls looking up. Steve Urkel, like, God, eat Because they're all, like, morphed and dying. You had a doll cemetery in your we freezer We legitimately in the had a doll cemetery That in is terrifying. It was, like, doll morgue. I can't. Yeah. That's awful. Our Tickle Me Elmo would go off sometimes, but he fully had his batteries and I think just got bumped by stuff, so I wasn't freaked out by it, but it would still make me jump it was if so I wasn't like, expecting hey, it. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, Because he would immediately laugh so loudly and start vibrating. Hey, like, hey, 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 I also it was so had much. this, like, small sort of, like, wind-up music box thing that was actually, like, a porcelain clown, which... Why, The Ashley? only reason I had it was because my aunt, who passed away, got it for me, so oh, I kept okay. it. I still uh, have it in my bedroom. Fair. But every once in a while, it would play this very beautiful song, and the clown would kind of move like this, which is the worst. You guys can't see what I'm doing, but imagine the worst thing a clown could do. So it would move like this and play this beautiful song. It would stop, but then a couple days later, it would just be like, ding, ding. You know what I mean? Sure. So it would just move a little, a little bit, bit yes. more, because yeah. that's what those wind-up toys yes. kind of those did. Those music boxes always and do that. it was always so unsettling, because it's course. like a porcelain clown. They'd be like, ding, ding. It was like, Love it. no, you stop it. That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Before we take off, we have to give a huge thank you to you, Scott. Yay. Thank you. So much fun. I want to come back. Scott, yes. You'll come back. You have to get my husband, Pete. On this, because oh, yes. he, he would be so he would be really fun to talk to. We've He's mentioned so, Pete yep. many times. A before. very special podcast. He wrote in last week about about crop circle. Yes, yep. uh, Pete mm-hmm. is one of the hosts of a very special podcast, which is so hilarious. so over so and listen to that podcast, guys. It's and so we're hoping funny. to have Pete on. We're hoping to have everyone from that podcast on yeah. at some point. Yeah. Oh, so a very mm-hmm. special podcast is basically if you've ever listened to How Did This Get Made. It's kind of like how did this get made, but instead of taking one movie, they take an episode of a beloved TV a show. Very, a very, and it's a very serious episode that they're it's like. It's usually like a very serious episode. It's kind of like a PSA episode. Yeah, yeah. they're taking it's a comedic like take episode. on it. It's usually something very funny. Yeah, it's funny almost an episode of, of your 
your like favorite shows that comes out of fucking nowhere, right. and you're like, what is happening in like, this episode? They just right got um, It's out. wonderful. You should listen to it. Anything else you want to plug? Um, Scott's a Scott's I mean, a writer. I'm a writer. I'm an entertainment writer. I do uh, I do movie reviews. I write for a website called Screen Picks. So I write every so every so often. I will write about a garbage movie or a really good movie or a really great movie. I love Scott, both. I'm not kidding. I was telling Lauren before you came over. Knows every single movie that's ever been made. And I don't know about every, that. No, right. and you all do. the details yeah. from it. Every single time I've thought like. I got him on this one. He hasn't seen this. And I bring it up to you. You're like, yeah, that's the one with Nev Campbell. And I'm like, fuck. How? And that's, and that's wild things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's wild things. That's wild things. Oh Everyone's my gosh, wild. seen that. No, but like, yeah, yeah, every single time I come up with it and I'm like, oh, I bet he's not seen this. You've seen it and it's fine. So yeah, so one I mean, my, my screen picks, I always post them off my Twitter, which my Twitter handle is OscarScott2000. Um... My Instagram handle, where you can see a lot of pictures of my three cats and my husband Pete, is uh, Scott Young Baller. Yeah, yeah, so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Thank you. Make sure you guys head over to iTunes, subscribe, and rate our show. Pretty, pretty, please. We have hundreds of listeners and only twenty-three ratings. So get your butt on there. And show us some love. Check out our Patreon page to find out ways to donate to the show and get some extra goodies each week. Yes. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. We're always posting fun news articles and upcoming events and creepy pictures and videos. Join us next week for another edition of Listener Ghost Stories. Fan favorite. Send us your personal stories about ghosts, UFO sightings, conspiracies, cults, witches, curses, serial killer run-ins. Did I say serial killers twice? Anything and everything weird that you've ever experienced. Ever. Send it in. dolls. Haunted dolls. Whatever you like. Scott, what's your, what's our sign-off this week? What's our sign-off this week? Not yours. I need a good, uh, I need a good one from Chucky. What did I text you earlier this week? It was. We're gonna be friends we're, forever. We're gonna be friends forever. Oh, creepy! Oh, we are F. gonna be friends forever. We are gonna be friends. Boys. Okay, we're gonna say that in the creepiest voice that we can muster. In three, two, one. We're, we're gonna, gonna be, be friends, friends forever. forever. And, and keep, keep it weird. weird. Ew, I love how um, always comes out as a weird pet sound. <laughs> 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 so this is lemonade. Cucumber vodka. Mm. There's actually more cucumber vodka Quite than so you refreshing. think in there. <laughs> I would and never know. <laughs> Pamplemousse uh, LaCroix. Mm. Mm. You're welcome. Thank you for this refreshing You're summer welcome. beverage. It's delicious. Curse of the Poltergeist. Real or fake. I love how every every time I advertise that episode, it would be like, it would be like, tune in to find out. Except... You won't find out. We d- we make zero conclusions right. in no that episode. Like, drawn we, at all. We yeah, you're not going to find out anything. Yeah, we never like, say like, was it haunted? Absolutely. Right. We're just like, this we list is some the crazy facts, shit that and then happens. It's like, say whatever you up, think happened. Up to chance, maybe. <laughs> up to chance, I possibly. Possibly. I don't know. Possibly a coincidence. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs>